Welcome to the Lighthouse Financial Advisors Money Over 50 podcast with Dallas Davison and Michael Hogue. This information is general in nature and does not take into account your objectives, financial situation or needs. Therefore, you should consider whether the information is appropriate for you and your personal circumstances. If you require personal advice, please contact Lighthouse Financial Advisors. Here are your hosts, Dallas Davison and Michael Hogue. Welcome to Money Over 50. Today we are talking about what not to do about market volatility. Michael, what do you mean? Um, yeah, so obviously the current market uh, environment is one where we're dealing with the coronavirus, yep. which um, which dates this, this yeah. podcast. <laughs> we normally try uh, and keep our content evergreen, but... Look, look we do. Very, I mean, this and is very, potentially very relevant. If you're listening to this when it's just released, it's obviously yeah. a current podcast. Yeah. <laughs> but if you're listening to this well into the future, yeah. then it's, it's, um, we, hopefully what we talk about today will still be relevant in, in more cases than it, this. It, it'll be relevant. Um, it'll you'll have uh, hindsight. Yeah. As your friend. Yeah. As well at that point yeah. in time. Yeah. And um, yeah, certainly. Uh, look, I'm sure that that anything that's happened from and, and today. Um, we don't want to downplay the, the human element of this, yeah. and we don't want to downplay, um, you know, what could potentially happen from a from a, uh, I guess the a medical perspective yeah. of the coronavirus. That's right. Um, it is the second of March, two thousand and twenty. So early early days in terms of, of course, potentially medically what can happen yeah. from a human element. Yeah. But I guess what we looked at, what we want to look at, is from a from a financial point of view, or from a yeah. from a market point of view. We're, we're the the only way we can help yeah. is with a financial <laughs> point of view. Exactly right. So we can't help medically. No. Um, what we're here today to talk about is just to put some historical perspective on yep. what has happened before. Yep. And um, to try and to try and help people avoid doing the wrong thing yeah. at the wrong time. Yep. And and reacting to external and, and occurrences is almost always doing the wrong thing. Yeah, and that's, I guess, the, the point of what, you, what you're trying to say, and maybe we'll go through this in a fair bit of detail, as, as to the title of, your, of, of this podcast, is that you'll notice that it's not what to do about market volatility. It's not what should I do once the market's dropped 15% or what should I do if I think the market is going to drop 15%. It's around what not to do, because what? as you say, any any reaction based on market movement is historically been the wrong thing. That's that's right. And look, it it, it reminds me of one of my favourite all time Seinfeld episodes. <laughs> yeah, I was wondering how long until you'd roll a, a Seinfeld reference into Jerry this. and George. You, had, you, um, you, you've said you know very deep. Uh, you, you've prefaced this with very deep discussions about you know the human element of coronavirus, and you've gone straight into a Seinfeld <laughs> reference. So Jerry and George had been asked to do the pilot. For, this, uh, yeah. for Seinfeld, the TV yeah. episode yeah, by yeah. NBC, yeah. the um, the huge American yeah. broadcaster, and they were meeting with the NBC executives, yeah. yeah, and they'd come up with some sort of plot that the, the show was to be about nothing. Yeah, they said okay. everyone's doing something, we'll do nothing. We'll do the nothing. show's about nothing, and, and the and producer the, keeps saying, "But, but isn't there? Maybe there could be something. Nothing. <laughs> the show is about nothing." So, so they go into NBC. They um, Jerry got in there before George yeah. and actually said, yeah, well, we could do it about this and we could do it about that. And then George comes in and says, 
I'm not going to compromise my artistic integrity (laughs) by doing the show about something. It's about nothing. And later on, they were catching up in the the, the coffee shop. And Jerry says, what were you thinking? You're not artistic. (laughs) You have no integrity. integrity. That's right. So... um, yeah, so so we don't we always digress, don't we, in this yeah. in this in this podcast? But but um, yeah, so the title: What not to do about market volatility. So think that Seinfeld episode: Do nothing. Yeah. And what I mean by that is, um, don't change your investment strategy. So look, yeah. um, I said it before, and I'll say it again: reacting to external events yeah. is is almost always. Um, uh, uh, doing the wrong thing. Yeah. So and, and 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 additionally to that, if your goals haven't changed, yeah. then your investment strategy generally shouldn't either. Yeah. So yeah. and I guess to to preface that, you know, if you're if you're listening to this episode and you, and I notice that you say you shouldn't change your investment strategy. So basically, one of the first things that we do with clients is is look at their asset allocation or look at how their retirement savings are invested and mm-hmm. and actively make a decision as to okay. Here are the asset classes that we think you need to be invested into for the long term. Yep. Now, if you if you haven't made a decision based on that, that that's a that's a problem in and of itself. That that's a decision that you need to be making. But yep. you need to be making that decision based on what is what is the investment strategy that I should have that is going to give me the highest likelihood of, of achieving the goals and, and achieving the things that I need to achieve. So, I guess step one for, for if you haven't looked at it, is that to, is to have a look at how how your money is actually invested um, but this is i guess the secondary part of that is once you've made that decision then once you've um, made a change there based on but right, here's how we're going to invest now for the long term for the next 10 years 20 years 30 years yep. that's what you're saying is then there's no there's nothing to be gained by reacting to to short-term movements that that's right so i mean your, your portfolio or your investment strategy yep. um, is a servant to your financial plan. So yep. your financial plan, yep. um, whether that's scribbled out on one piece of paper, yep. uh, or it's over twenty-five pages, which yep. is probably too long. Yeah. Yep. Uh, but um, yeah, uh, whether it's in your head. So your financial plan is 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 actually getting you here from A to B to yep. where you need to be. Yeah. Um, at whatever date specific time in the future that is, yep. and whatever dollar specific amount that you need to have. So so I mean. Your investment strategy of your superannuation funds and investments yep. um, really is designed to be one element of yep. getting you there. That's right. Um, and the other thing that, you know, the other components of it are time, of course, mm-hmm. and uh, and funding. And yep. the funding is how much your employer is going to put into it and how much you're going to contribute into yep. it. Um, and, and there's a, a, other elements to it, of course. Right. But, I, but I think the, the point you made there, sorry, about the... Um, yeah, the portfolio should be a servant to the plan. So mm. for most people, what we're talking about, what they're worried about is, there's, I guess, two opposing parts of this is, while we're looking at this and the ASX 200 has dropped by 15%, you, if your money that you've got invested for to fund your retirement, if you want to retire in 10 years' time and you want to be drawing an, a rising income stream out of that from years 10 through to 40, you shouldn't change how that money's invested. That money should already be invested based on what you need to be investing for the long term. By the same token, if you've got money sitting uh, in an emergency bank account, you've got ten thousand dollars tucked away, and you want to go on a holiday in a year's time, or you've been putting money aside because you know there's going to be some uh, work required for the house, that kind of thing. By the same token, just because the market has moved one way or the other, you shouldn't be changing what you do with that money either. 
So it's really about looking at all of your available resources, allocating which ones are for the long term and, and investing those ones in, in your long term growth assets and then the short term assets, having that stuff set aside so that you don't have to worry about this, this negative volatility yeah. and, and not then reacting to either way of should I invest more, should I invest less, that sort of thing. As you said, it should be all a part of a bigger plan. That, that's right. And, um, and look, at, at the moment, as of today, um, the 2nd of, of March 2020, in terms of prices, um, as you mentioned before, about 14, 15% um, depressed from the previous highest point, yep. um, which was only in February. I mean, yep. the previous highest point yep. was only in February. So, yep. so we're about 14% um, off okay. that, which yep. means the prices of our top 200 companies in Australia. And we're going to talk a lot more about the, the largest 15, uh, sorry, the largest 500 companies in America, yep. the S&P 500 index. There's so much data that goes back to yep. those companies far, it goes back far further than yep. what the Australian yep. um, markets have gone back. So yep. they're, they're, they've declined about the same amount yep. over that period of time. So um, to put things in perspective though, look, if we go back, I'm just going back to um, the Spanish flu, yep. uh, because that was a significant pandemic, of course. Um, so just a little bit of perspective on that. Uh, it, it started in January 1918 mm-hmm. and, um, and lasted through to about December 1920 before, before it was effectively eradicated by people's immunity systems over yep. that period of time. Um, look, it, it, it spread all around the world. There was an estimated 500 million people uh, that were infected around the world. Uh, look, at the time, that was that was a quarter of the world's population. Yeah. 27% of the world's population yeah. uh, had the Spanish flu. Uh, of the 500 million, dollars, oh, sorry, of the 500 million people that uh, were infected, roughly 40 to 50 million um, actually passed away. Yeah. Right? So they, they died from it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it yeah. reached as far as as remote Pacific Islands and the Arctic. So I actually read something just about this just recently. Do you know what it was called, the Spanish flu? Uh, I did hear that. Yeah, so it was um, basically it was it was everywhere, and, yeah, yeah. and there was something about the government of Spain at the time where it was the only government that didn't suppress the news. And yeah. So so there was all this. It was news free about, news. It was yeah. free news. So it was basically all of this uh, information coming out about all these victims in in Spain, where yeah. the, the same the same things were happening all around the world. It was just suppressed there. Yes. So. Which, which I thought was just an interesting one to yeah yeah so it didn't it actually originated in America yeah they, yeah, they thought, yeah yeah that's right um, so in an army base so. and and that's I guess a part of it is that uh, the way that I think about a lot of these things is that you you cannot know not only can we not know what's going to happen in a lot of cases we don't even necessarily know what's happening right now no we don't know and, what's happening right now we don't know what's going to happen in the future yeah, so um, and, what what we what we do know with yeah. historical perspective is yeah. that is and and why I went back to the Spanish flu it was a pretty bad one yeah I mean if you look at it in statistics oh yeah um, yeah a quarter, well, a quarter of the world were infected with it yeah and um, 50 million, 50 million uh, died yeah. which was a huge percentage of the world's population yeah. so um, yeah so, and, and certainly not to try and guess medic, from a medical point of view where this is going to go yeah. at the moment with coronavirus. Yeah. What I wanted to just put into perspective was the average share price of the largest 500 companies in America, yeah. and data goes back to beyond this point, yeah. um, in January of 1918 was $7.21. Yeah. 
at that point in time. Now what I'm doing here, I'm just putting the index price of 7.21 into dollar terms, yep. just because it's easier to understand. So the average share price of those companies, $7.21 back in January 1918. Um, today, uh, March the 2nd, 2020, the average share price of those same 500 companies, yep. $2,954. Yeah. Um, so that's moved up from $7.21 at the start of the Spanish flu yeah. uh, to $2,954. Again, um, I'm putting the index price of yeah. 2,954 points in yeah. dollar terms. That, that sort of surprised me it's, when you, because you, we, we obviously talk about indexes uh, a fair bit. Um, when you said that the S&P 500 at that point in time, it was at seven points, which is bizarre. Because you, when you, you think, think of it now in, in terms of thousands and it drops hundreds of points every day, and, and you're talking about actual just the number seven you, know? you think it's a mistake yeah you yeah think there's at least yeah. um one digit missing yeah if not two that's right but um no it was seven dollars 21 it's yeah. grown to 2954 now over that period of time and i'm sure to have missed some but from january 1918 uh to march 2020 the pandemics that we've had the spanish flu 1918 yeah uh, started the asian flu 1956 to 1958 the flu pandemic, 1968, uh, SARS, 2002, swine flu, 2009, Ebola, 2018, and now coronavirus, 2020. So yeah. look, over that period of time, and again, um, not wanting to diminish from the human element of this, yeah. uh, from an investment element or from a, uh, a company's element, the average share price of those companies, $7.24, Sorry, seven dollars twenty-one, grown to uh, two thousand nine hundred and fifty-four dollars yeah. over that period of time. Yeah. Counting also the the latest, you know, drop that we've had. Yeah, because it has actually been higher over yeah. that period of time. Yeah. So and and that's that's I guess like you're saying is we we don't know what's going to happen in the future, but but all we can do is look back and go, okay, well over the last hundred years, these are the things that have happened, and mm. and during this time, that that steady progression upwards and onwards has just continued. Yes, I mean, um, the companies, and what we're talking about here, we're using the largest 500 companies yep. as, a, as a barometer here. Yep. Um, and, and, and really, you know, when you're invested into those companies, as um, uh, our clients are, and they're invested into other things as well, and they're well and truly diversified, yep. um, look, look, those companies are incredibly diverse. Um, they're resilient. Yep. Yeah, they're, they're, they're deep. They're um, stable. You know, they've, they've, those companies have actually dealt with this before, yeah. and and um, to an extent, from a from an economical point of view or a, a company uh, profitability point of view, yeah, um, yeah, there can be a, a short term downturn, yeah, in in profits. There can be a short term downturn in prices. Um, they all get back on track, and they yeah. have always gotten back on track through our history, yeah. And, um, and not to make any predictions for the future, but if you used historical perspective, of yeah. course, you would, you would say with certainty yeah. that whatever drop we're experiencing now will yeah. get back on track and grow to a new high. Well, that, and that's, I guess, the, the point that we make and why this is called what not to do about market volatility is that if, if we knew now, you know, if, so the market's dropped by 15%, uh, those, the, the average company price has dropped by 15%. If, if we'd known in advance that, that was gonna happen, and, and we knew when the bottom was going to be, well then, then we, w we would have sold out of those companies at that point in time, parked their money in cash. Then when, when we reached the bottom, 
and someone magically rang a bell and said, okay, things are about to improve now, then you'd buy back in. But the reality of it is, and, and this is kind of what you're, what you're driving with, is that we don't know in the short term and no one knows what the impact of these things will be. We, we could be sitting here in a week's time and prices have started to rebound. We could be sitting here in a week's time and prices might be down by another 10%. Yep. We, we are big believers in, in being in, uh, trying to control what you can control and not trying to get too caught up in what we can't. We don't know what's going to happen in the short term. All we can look at is historical perspective of over the very long term, where we, where do we want to be? Yeah. yeah. Well, the nice thing is um, that for us to say that we can't do that yeah. is is quite good because um, I've also heard the world's greatest investor ever say yeah. that he can't do it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Warren Buffett, which is yeah. if it's good enough for him, yeah, it's good enough for me. Yeah. Um, well, it, it, and not to actually even put ourselves anywhere in his categories, but but basically what he's saying is that no one on earth yeah. um, alive or dead uh, can ever get out yeah. before yeah. a drop's going to happen yeah. and and get back in at the bottom consistently. And here's the key, consistently. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all those pandemics that I just rattled off, yeah. that's just the pandemics that have occurred between yeah. that period of time. Um, that's not all of the external market influences yeah. that have pushed um, prices the down. prices up or down. Yeah. So, um, yeah, uh, if your strategy was to try and do that, to sell out and to get back in the bottom, yeah. then um, you'd, you'd, you'd be doing it all the time and you'd be attempting it all the time and you're certainly never going to get that right okay. uh, collectively. Yeah. You get it right. So, yeah. I mean, our advice to, to uh, our clients is, is always um, never change their investment strategy yeah. and just continue on with the... Yeah. The strategy that you already have in place, if you have a strategy, yeah, and um, yeah, and yeah, that 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 might be as simple as not changing what you're invested into, yeah, um, just allowing your employers' superannuation contributions to be paid in, yeah, um, recognizing that as they're paid in, uh, they're buying in at all different prices, which averages out the yeah. the price. Are we going to have another debate about dollar no, cost we're averaging not. reverse no, dollar no, cost no, average? No, no, definitely not. So. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so, so um, it, it, it always passes and the media will try and tell us uh, that this time is different yeah. all the time. Yeah. And they're really good at that yeah. because they'll say, you know, well, the, Spanish, the, the Spanish flu, yeah, was really bad, but this time it's different because yeah. it's going to lead to this and it's yeah. going to lead to that. So yeah. look, from, from an economical point of view, um, this time is, has never been different yeah. in, throughout history. Yeah. So, yeah, it's an external influence that's pushing the price down. Yeah. Um, look, if you look at the the, the values of those companies, mm. it would be hard to argue that the values have all dropped. Yeah. By that much, yeah, the price right. has fallen, but yeah. the values haven't. Now, I guess there's there's a, an interesting one about the, the way that I think of this is that actually I read a really good article the other day that basically said if if the market drops by ten percent and and you're surprised by that, you shouldn't be. And when I say it's a really good article, I wrote it, so that's why it's a good <laughs> article. But, but uh, the, I think it, it touched on a, a bigger point and what we're seeing, what's conspicuous in our business this last week while the market has, has been dropping and has been volatile mm. is that we haven't had any phone calls. No. None of our clients none of our clients are contacting us because we've had these conversations in advance. Yeah, they, right. they are well aware that for, for those people who are still accumulating and they are invested predominantly in in companies across Australia around the world 
they might they know that the price is going up and down yep. day to day but they know that that just doesn't matter to what they can control it, all of our clients know that this is going to happen they are, they are aware that there's going to be volatility it's not a surprise to them so yep. that's i think the big thing is that if you feel as if you don't have a plan in place that's mm. when i think you're, you're in danger of reacting to the short-term movements because yep. you don't you don't have anything set in stone to go this is where i'm heading to this is the plan i've got yeah you don't have a plan it's easy to you know it's easy well, to well it is because up. because um i guess we're really really uh uh quick to to say to our clients uh when we first meet them as well now um what you're investing into will be volatile yeah we're not madmen yeah so yeah, we're not we're right. not we're not doing this yeah for, yeah for the thrill for the for the feel yeah for the uh, the pure thrill of um seeing things go up and down so it's there, it's there for a purpose yeah and it's an important element yeah of um your plan yeah to get to you where you need to be so yeah so um i can understand that if you didn't have a plan in place yeah you would think this is madness yeah like why, why, yeah, <laughs> why are we doing this? why are we doing this yeah. why are we seeing this go up or down so I, I can understand that yeah um but certainly certainly look it does yeah certainly help to have an end inside and a plan in, in place because you, you're then going okay well an important element of this yeah. is that um we need to get x amount of rate of return on yeah. our money yeah and that rate of return just isn't available yeah. if we're if we're not willing, uh, to, accept we're not willing to accept some volatility and and that's obviously obviously i'm talking my book here because i'm a financial advisor but i think that most people have comfort uh or get comfort knowing that they have someone objective to turn to and, and to discuss yeah. with these things so yeah. no doubt that if if the market continues to be extremely volatile and, and and if it continues to go down we will get some worried phone calls from our clients but yeah that's a big part of what we see as our value add is is to be the the rational logical sort of objective voice of reason while it seems like the world is ending and to yeah. make sure that people don't make a big mistake uh, at at the wrong time and and panic and sell basically yep. yeah that's right um we're 21 minutes into a podcast that i said that was going to go for five minutes <laughs> uh, we say that all the time, time but um yeah yeah so we'll, we'll wrap it up there as a yeah. practical matter yeah look um if you are being worried by yeah. the news, then yeah. it's 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 similar to my yeah. diet plan, yeah. which is to not have chocolate and ice cream in, in the, the house. house. Yeah, yeah. Stop um, watching. The news. So, so stop watching the news. Yeah. Uh, as a suggestion, yeah. uh, certainly tune out from the financial news. Yeah, well, financial news. that's that's probably so, a good yeah, point. Is, yeah. is you know, if if you're like me and you've got a trip to Japan booked in four days' time, maybe yeah. maybe watch the news. Watch just the to news. See yeah. where I mean, going watching the news is fine. The financial yeah. um, media, I think, are yeah. pure evil anyway. But uh, <laughs> but but, but and, uh, and, and that's I guess your point is, if if you've got a plan, there's no point watching the financial news because no. you've already got a plan in place. If you don't have a plan in place. Watching yeah. the financial news isn't going to help you. You need help. to go and get a, You need to go and actually come up with a plan and come up with a strategy. Yeah, that's right. Good place to wrap up. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to the Money Over Fifty podcast with Lighthouse Financial Advisors. We look forward to catching up again soon.